Ponds and Recreation Disclaimer. Most of this is made up, and the points don't matter. Don't take our medical advice. Like hypertonic saline, we're pretty salty. No real names or where you work. Some stories may be embellished for effect or to protect the innocent. It's about damn time. Sarah, we have a guest today. I am so excited. This is like the Oprah's book club episode. This is so great. <gasps> it's like Masterpiece Theater, but with a singular masterpiece? No, multiple masterpieces. <sighs> I know. So many people. This is like the World Series of podcasts right here. Yes, because as you know, I am Amy G. Dalla, and you who? Uh-huh. Well, oh crap, I didn't have anything for this this week. I am the snake-haired woman who's going to turn your brainstem to stone, Medusa Oblongata. Sarabella Ataxia. <laughs> Come on. It's great. <laughs> I mean, at least it wasn't another Korea joke. That's all I have to say. That was pretty offensive that time. Uh, <laughs> so in the audience today, our honored guest is Myelin Sheath. Hello. Noted author. <laughs> Celebrity pokuser. And choreographer, most importantly. Most importantly, choreographer and flash mob organizer. Welcome, Maya. Thank you, even though I'm pretty sure I was fired from that job. (laughs) No, no. You've been elevated. I'll live forever in your hearts. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Just like that scar tissue. Yes. Speaking of some scar tissue, joining us today, we also have Gia Bleed. Welcome, Gia Bleed. Thank you for joining us. Who else do you see in the audience, Miss Sarah? Um, well, we have Hemi Anapsia. Welcome, Hemi. We have Sylvie, Sylvie Ann Fischer. Fischer. We have <laughs> Artie Fib. I think it's we Atria have... Fib. Oh, I'm sorry, Atria. Oh, dear. I'm sorry I misgendered you, Atria. Dyslexia is hard. It is hard. It's terrible. We have Mr. E. Paul Epsi. We do. Is <laughs> on over here. It's a multicultural episode. <laughs> it is. And then from the Deep South, we have our very, very dear friend, Cora Pulmonal. Oh, Cora. Cora, welcome, Cora. The Autonomic Storm. So the Autonomic Storm this week, should you like to indulge me, friends, is how do you get yourself out of the, as Coolio, RIP, once said, the Valley of the Shadow of Death, and back to what Ice Cube's immortal words were, I can't believe it. Today was a good day. Shit. We've all been in the valley, right? We know what Coolio's talking about. Yeah, we all like know what sometimes, Ice Cube's talking about. You know, sometimes when you have to leave work a little early and then you have to make up like 29 minutes, it really can get to you and put you in a bad headspace. I have no idea what you're talking about, Sarah, and this will be edited. (laughs) It's an oddly specific example. It is. I was more thinking of, you know, when you meet a patient 
and you think, how in the world have you survived this long? You know they're going to continue to survive. But then you meet a patient and you're like, oh, you're pure of heart. You're so good. And then they immediately just go like splat like the bug on your windshield. Right? Well, it's the troll factor curve. When you have that 90-year-old who's been in liver failure for 20 years and also has a paterenal, so his creatinine's 2.5, little encephalopathic, probably some level of heart failure, still smoking, still drinking, though. And it's really all of those things that are just holding them together. And if you actually got them to quit, they would fall apart and die in front of you. That's, the fact That's that what happens going. when they get admitted. It's like the right? duct tape theory. Mm-hmm. Maya, expand. No, just that, like, a little bit here, a little bit there, cigarette, cigar on the weekends, two to three beers per day, just enough to keep them going. Yeah. Some OnlyFans on the side. I hear you. Yeah. Well, and we always think about the troll factor. Like if you kick mm. puppies for a living and you're just generally a miserable person and your neighbors avoid you, you're probably going to live to be 103. Where if you're like mm. rescuing orphans and, you know, setting up homeless shelters for people and all of that stuff, you're going to get a GBM at 30. And that's just the way life works. So really the moral of today's story is be a bad person. You'll live longer. Sounds great. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do my best, honestly. The end. He was probably fine. You're right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he probably had like really crappy vasculature at that point. His brain is already used to low flow states. So it's a little less at that point. That's crazy. <laughs> it was like hitting pause. You know, it's not like a full reset. It was just like a, ugh, we're going to go on vacation for a minute. Right? Suspended like those healthy answer. runners who have these like clean pipes and everything. And then all of a sudden they get a big like clot in there. LAD dissection. Yeah, maybe. Done. Mm-hmm. So Currently much why I'm good sedentary. health advice. <laughs> Be a bad person. Never exercise. <laughs> yes. Have a few drinks. Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> this is like a health tips. <laughs> And this is why we use the names we use. <laughs> it, it actually is. Because we don't give medical advice. <laughs> there is a disclaimer for that. There, yeah. Thank goodness. It's at the very front of the episode. So, like, there's no mistaking it. We can say it again, but we don't give medical advice. <laughs> I say we get to the interview. I want to know about Maya. Tell us about you, Maya Lynn Sheath. So tell us about your book. You wrote a book. Yeah. So um, I wrote a book called Fast Facts About Neurocritical Care, uh, which is part of the Springer series. They have 30 or 40 different titles. Um, That was a couple of years ago. So now I actually just finished with Kathy Morrison up in Pennsylvania, uh, writing a second book. And this one is going to be about stroke care through the system. So not just critical care, but uh, from pre-hospital, whether they go to the floor of the ICU, if they need uh, thrombectomy or any type of endovascular, all the way through follow-up outpatient. And that one's coming out next month. And then they just asked me to edit a book uh, about 
cardiac surgery nursing for the same series. So I'll have a- hey we got somebody here. here for you. Oh, really? All yeah. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. A tree fib. She's your girl. You know, it's funny. The chapter that I'm having the most trouble finding uh, an author for is intraoperative nursing. And I've talked to a couple different nurses that work in the OR, but none of them can describe what they actually do. Do any of you know what an OR nurse does? They count towels. They're cold. They yell at the intern who's not holding the leg appropriately. They yell at the observer saying, that's sterile, don't touch. We literally just wrote your chapter for you. Yeah, do we get credit? You might have because... This is all we have for what the role of this person is. I think we're going to take that chapter out. (laughs) 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 Adrian might have something. It's a black box. Like what happens in there? There are like three nurses in there. Nobody knows what they do. That's how they stay in business. And it's like super hard to get an OR job. It's the Illuminati of nursing. (laughs) What's going to happen is like a year from now, nobody will ever hear from any of us again. And you'll know it's, we got an intra-op job. (laughs) (laughs) We start showing up to family, like parties on holidays all of a sudden, (laughs) like members of society again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How did you even get into this? Oh, yeah. Into writing? Yeah. How did you get into writing? So, um, one of the nurse practitioners, uh, at my place of employment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're had, not with me at Mount, maybe Wanalea, but no, you're somewhere. no I'm in the, the insulation business, Myelin Sheath. That seems appropriate. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. How could nice. I forget? Yes. <laughs> well, you're in the underground tunnels. And I asked her about how she got into it because there were no neuro books other than stroke care for nursing, um, which is actually a good book. But I asked her how she did it. And she said, oh, I just wrote the publisher and like I had to do a proposal, show that there was a need for it. So I wrote all of this up and met with the publisher. And next thing you know, a ton of work later, uh, I had my first book published. So how many books do you have under your belt now? So... uh, This one for next year will be my third book, but I have written a lot of chapters and then um, pretty well published for nursing for uh, peer-reviewed journal articles, too. I like to write. So whenever I see something interesting, I put it in an abstract list uh, on my EMAR. And then if there's ever downtime, I kind of look through these patients again and Whatever clinical question I have, I either research it and do like um like a lit review, turn it into a systematic review uh, or a scoping review, or turn out a, a case report real quick. <laughs> That's Are crazy. you part machine? I'm a night shifter, so yes. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. and you're insulated so yes yeah. the conduction goes well i see i see better insulated than i would like to be but yes <laughs> aren't we all i'm going for the live to be a hundred diet <laughs> cigarettes <Yes>. and bourbon <laughs> <laughs> that's, but that's a nice thing about 
most of the time on night shift, you probably can scrape together an hour to do something else. And if you do nothing, uh, you just get tired. And so mm -hmm. continually keeping your mind working is useful. And there are always avenues to do that. Hmm. So which book was your first book? The Fast Facts for Neurocritical Care. Which one's your favorite book? Uh, probably that one, because I did all of the work myself. Uh, but because this new one is coming out, maybe I'm going to change my answer and say it's that one so that people go and buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Stroke care. So because they haven't made your book into a movie yet, I don't know it. But can you give us maybe a couple fast facts for those of us who are illiterate? What's your favorite fast fact? Oh, I don't, I didn't like memorize the fast facts. It's, this isn't very fast, Maya. Maya, you're not going to do well in our game later. <laughs> oh God, that's terrible. Uh, well, I can just make something up, but it's not going to be factual. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> Where have you been? We've known each other for quite a while. Yeah, that's a true story. So fast fact, um, I like valproic acid. This is beginning to sound like I like valproic acid and I, uh, cannot lie you other epileptologists can't deny when a girl walks in with some kepper in her face but she keeps seizing it gets in your face and you get worried worried oh, you're gonna be really good at the fast game <laughs> i have a very small small skill set but paul like knows all about it because if in crazy patients it's um a mood stabilizer and there's actually uh some kind of low level evidence that it helps with headache and subarachnoid hemorrhage as well very cool do you yeah. also have a partnership with the those that create and produce and distribute valproic acid no if i could have a partnership with any drug company it would obviously be presidex <sighs> we would still have use. michael jackson if mm. uh if presidex was mainstream Man. May he rest. What's in your peace. favorite Michael Jackson song? Um, uh, <laughs> I have to sing it because I don't know the word. Sing it loud and proud. We're here for you. Well, I'm not Michael Jackson. Even did That's you know okay. I was actually my first major? I was a music performance major. <gasps> did you know that? Did I you did know, know that Sarah has like a huge repertoire in the music biz? No. A repertoire? I mean, that's the only way that I can say that your Rolodex is filled with like late 90s, early 2000s pop stars. I mean, what? I interned for a record label and I definitely was sending out Britney Spears CDs to listening stations all over the country. But your girl has a book coming out. We're going to have a book club. That's our next episode. Oh, <laughs> I saw that. I'm interested in that. Yeah, well, I yeah, wanted so... to know about what kind of music performance did you do? So I was a, Were you a singer. player. No, I was a trumpet player. Something loud and brassy, but I could hide behind some metal. <laughs> nice. So uh, weird, because you're just such a an oboist to me with a gentle ombre. No, I would have pegged her for a saxophone lady. I don't want to talk no. about pegging, Sarah. We've talked about this. <laughs> but when I actually went to college, so this was like, I did two years of it. And then because it was creative and people were telling me what to do. It stopped being fun, so I just stopped going to class. And I don't know, for for th those of you that are students, uh, Gia Bleed, 
you have to go to class. (laughs) (laughs) You you don't, your grades suffer if you never show up. (laughs) Maybe I'll try college. You should. Do you play trumpet now on the side? No, I play guitar for fun now. Guitar, (sighs) ukulele, and I just bought a banjo that I'm going to learn. Stop it. What do you play on those instruments? I'm dying, Maya. You didn't know this? Um, Well, I'm behind the times. Your fan club had to say, I think you know her. She's so cool. She wrote a book. And I was like, that's my drinking buddy. What? So, (laughs) like, no, I don't know your musical prowess. And I'm very interested. I mean, I can play just about anything on guitar. I do mostly chords. I don't do a lot of picking. Like, I'm more of a campfire bourbon kind of uh, guitar player. Do you serenade your patients? No. You should. I mean, you could do that I with your probably, extra The problem with that is if all of these patients started awakening from comas, I am one person and I can't go everywhere and cure coma myself. No, but there's a whole society for that. I, I think there is. <laughs> they have buttons, I think. They just don't have a guitar. They don't have a guitarist. The banjo, that'll no, think... really get them going in the South. You well, can really I'm thinking. You should do banjo. I need you to chime in and tell them that the South is not just banjos. Sometimes there's like, I don't know. Yeah, harmonicas. Thanks, Paul. Oh, I do harmonica too. Of course you do, Maya. Why wouldn't you? (laughs) It's portable. That's the only reason I learned ukulele is because I wanted to start taking guitars on trips, but they were too big. So I thought it was just a mini guitar, but it's not really a mini guitar. (laughs) But it's still fun. So hipster of you. Yeah, sometimes I try. I have so many questions that I just can't get out. Uh, but I think I'm still curious. What is your favorite Michael Jackson song? Oh, that's how all of this started. Um, yeah. This is like a normal episode now. It's, <laughs> it's because I can't remember the name of the song. That's my favorite. Sing it. Pretend you're sing a trumpet. It, sing it. Oh my God. I'm not doing that. Get your Come uke. On. Oh, human nature. That's what it is. Human nature. Oh, Jesus, that took a long time. I'm really not going to do well at the speed round. It could Good just choice, be that though. you wrote that stroke continuum and now you're having a stroke, but we can't recognize that. We're well, not telling that. I saw stroke. that you had like this little question, like what neurological disease would you be? And yeah, I've what would you like? Be? I've been like thinking about it this whole time. And of course, <laughs> the first thing that came into my head was like, well, I'd probably be somewhere on the ictal interictal like spectrum. <laughs> So I can't come up with you a specific thing for that too. Like this person would think I'm seizing, like, but really I'm just a little sharp. Like that is probably where I would actually be. You have some birds. Yeah. Yeah. Some pleds or LPDs, depending upon which nomenclature you're using. I still like pleds. Yeah. I like pleds too. It sounds better. Yeah. Better on the ear. That's really how we should name things. I don't oh, know. This one's for Paul, but I see some birds. There are no seizures, but I see birds. Fix the birds. <laughs> well, that's good. It's like uh, whenever somebody says serpids in my head, I think of the Pillsbury Doughboy. 
where they poke them and go, I'm like, is that actually what that is? You're going to think about it every time now. Now I will. Yeah. That's a good one. Did you see our other question? Uh, which one? Of all the things you could be asked to teach, how surprised were you when they made you the queen of pocus? <laughs> well, so do you want to know how I even got into ultrasound? Yeah. Obviously, yes. My whole life is basically I screw something up royally and then I like come back from it. And so as a brand new NP, I put in a central line. This is going to be very impressive when you hear the whole story. I could very clearly see it. So there were two structures that I knew to look for on the ultrasound because this is how most people learn, right? You know where the carotid is and you know where the IJ is. That's all you really look for. You don't really look at anything else. And so I had those two structures and the patient was um, hypotensive and hypovolemic. So obviously it was one of those cases that you almost have to go through the IJ because it collapses and then pull Mm -hmm. back to get flow. Um, And so I did that and the first blood return looked pulsatile, like shot out, but it wasn't the carotid. I wasn't anywhere near the carotid and then it stopped. And I was like, do you think this is okay? Because my preceptor had been the one to call me over. It was probably, I was probably like first week out of orientation. And she's like, well, like we can do manometry. And so we hooked it up to manometry and it didn't shoot out the back of it. It was just kind of there fluctuating. We're like, okay, yeah, that, that looks fine. And so, um, put the line in, everything went fine from that point on. And then the x-ray comes back and very clearly it um, crosses midline and then goes straight down along the spine. And I'm like, okay, well, I think that's okay. Like, cause it still ended like in the, the area of the heart. So I thought, okay, I think that's okay. It's weird how it really follows the spine like that. Like maybe it's weird anatomy. These are things that you think when you're brand new and you, you just try to make everything okay without knowing there are all of these other factors. As it turned out, I somehow was able to put this central line in the vertebral artery. That's is, impressive. Yeah, it's, it's actually really, really hard to do. And the patient had this super anterior, anterior vert. And I wasn't looking for the vert on ultrasound. And I had gone through. And I was, like, devastated after this, obviously. The patient had to go to OR. Uh, and have the line removed. The patient was fine. There were no complications from this. Uh, but I was nervous for years. I would shake every time I had to do a line. I avoided doing procedures at all costs. And one of the attendings, who is very big in the POCUS world, started taking me to anesthesia classes and um, really put a lot of time and energy into teaching me ultrasound. So that I knew like what all, all the structures were, knew how to verify. And then I just kept building from that and learned that you have to see where the tip of your needle is the whole time. And the formal training made a huge difference. And I regained all my confidence uh, into how to perform procedures because I knew exactly where I was all the time. So it was essentially a really giant screw up that could have ended badly uh, taking that and building some resiliency and using that to improve outcomes for other people down the road. I'm telling you, inspiration. Uh, yeah. Your fan club is going to be all a Twitter. 
or a thread or whatever the kids are using now. Speaking of a Twitter, you are quite the, I'm trying to think of a good word for it, but you're prolific prolific on Twitter. So I do, I do a social media on Twitter for a couple of the organizations. So I have my page and then I help with one of the other pages too probably adding them on the list of people we're not going to exclusively uh, or explicitly identify <laughs> given some of our for everyone's safety. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's really fun because I actually, I, I don't like social media. I don't have a Facebook. I don't have an Instagram, but I like Twitter. I feel like it keeps me up to date with new research that's coming out uh, and things that people are talking about. And it, it, I read a lot more because of that. Do you feel like Twitter is still going to be the place to go? Or do you think any of these like new competitors like Blue Sky or Threads or any of those are going to take its place? So in terms of um, like med Twitter, uh, to use the generic term, I don't see it moving from the Twitter platform anytime soon. And even like there's been discussion about forays into uh, TikTok or some of these other platforms but it's not taking because there's some political controversy there, obviously. Right. But it's here to stay for a while. If I were a new provider and I was trying to get hooked up into this med Twitter world, how would you recommend I start? So um, if you have a specialty, usually there's a hashtag associated with it. And most of these organizations have a list available of people that you should follow that are well-known and post often, that would be a great place to start. And then uh, you should probably look up your favorite podcast hosts, uh, make sure you tag them. And you can start by just retweeting, uh, but then eventually you want to start using hashtags and tagging other people. And that's how you build a community on Twitter. And who's your favorite podcast hosts? Um... Probably Dax Shepard. <laughs> Can't argue with that. So it was great having you here. Thanks so much for coming. <laughs> you know Sarah's a little bit of a petty bee. That's why we love her, honestly. <laughs> what would you say your favorite hashtag is? I mean, I'm real basic. It's I like the hashtag uh, NeuroICU. Maya, you've made a hashtag and then made it a thing. Oh, I didn't make that up, but I do like that one too. Down with oh, ATP. My. Yeah, Maya, come on, girl. You didn't give me any warning. I'm not going to be good at this fast game. This is going to be a disaster. There's going to be so much dead air time. Well, I'm like, what, what are we talking about? That's what the editing's okay. for. We chop all yeah. those pieces out. I told you I'm a nocturnist. If we recorded this at 1 a.m., I'd be slaying right now. Which also, I didn't know that was a word. I didn't know that was like a term until I had a bunch of teenagers invade my house uh, when my nieces came to visit. And everything was, oh, that slays. Oh, that slays. I slayed it. Like, I was, when did this become a thing? So violent. I I mean, (laughs) it's been a thing for me since I became obsessed with Buffy the Vampire Slayer as a young girl. So this never came and went away for me. Like, it's more of a slay rather than a slay. So well, that's what I don't understand. So they don't mean it like, like they're stabbing. Yeah, it's coming. To, it's coming from drag queen culture. 
It's a total waste of Paul's drag racing. Like you slay the runway, you slay your looks. Yeah. Oh, see, I was going to ask Gia because she's so young and hip, but here we are, Sarah. You're just, you're slaying. Well, I've had some undergrad nursing students and I was like, hey, no, you did a really good job in there. Oh, slay. So we're on a a nursing unit right now. Could you not use that word? (laughs) Well, it's funny because the the most recent thing I've gotten into the last couple of months at work is uh, doing trachs. So like I will stay at the end of my shift and trick patients and um, it's always a funny look because night shift is like, what are you doing here? And then I'm like, incision. <laughs> and I don't want to say there's something like darkly happy about blindly incising the middle of the neck, but it is. It's like a little bit of a rush. Do you feel That's the anomaly every time? So... Uh, it, this isn't going to surprise you. I always check the uh, vascular with the ultrasound before doing it. <laughs> so that I know. I'm shocked. Yeah, I thought you would be super surprised by that. <laughs> it's really fun, though. We've done How like. How credentialed for that? Tell me. 22 more. since September. Oh. Yeah. And it's Is funny it about the control and power? Do uh... so you like thread them a little bit? Like I hold your airway in my hands right now, and then you just like. I don't know how to say this in a politically correct way, but they're neuropatients, so they just kind of are looking at me most of the time. Cute, (laughs) you're my little potato. (laughs) Little potato. Yeah, these aren't the ones that are like (laughs) jumping up, and uh, yeah, this 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 is where your your farm is. There, Amy G. (laughs) I. I like tending to them sometimes. Me too. <laughs> um, how do you guys credential for that? Or are you still like, do you have to get like 50 or something before you can do it? So um, my attending is in the room when I'm doing it. Oh, but we, yeah. we're, because of that, you don't necessarily need to be credentialed. Oh, and then Even they though, just bill. Yeah, they bill. As long as they're in the room and like active participation, however that's viewed. And the more you do, the less involvement they have. So like a lot of times I'll make incision and start dissecting before he comes in. He'll be rounding on patients and then come in just for like the critical juncture. Who manages their trachs when you get out? Like, do you guys have people that go home and then they come back to you guys for trach changes or anything like that? They just go to ENT or whatever? They, I don't know. They go to rehab and I have no idea what happens to him afterwards. Hopefully decannulation station. Or, uh, yeah, or turn Q2, one or the other. Mm-hmm. One of my first outpatient trach patients that I had as a new NP was someone who never had follow-up scheduled and may or may not have had their first trach change in the hospital. And so it was like part of the crew, part of the ship. When yeah. we looked at their site and it was like, yeah. uh, I can do nothing for this. I have to call ENT and they yeah. have to do things somewhere else. Well, I'm sure that's so. what would happen if there was an issue. Otherwise it's kind of there. Right. It just like hangs out and then like if somebody learns how to change it or it comes out forever. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's a new fun thing that I've been doing. What other fun <laughs> things do you do? What else did you learn from the the tweens that were with you? 
I mean, so they speak all the time, but not to adults. <laughs> they like speak to each other in languages that I don't understand. And then every once in a while, they just make some type of comma. Were they speaking in tongues? I think it might have been, or it might have been like, like Lord of the Rings, whatever language that is. Elvish? I don't know. It was literally something and I didn't know what was going on. So I just kind of pretended that I couldn't hear anything at all. So I've it was not Pig Latin. Uh, it was definitely not Pig Latin. I am uh, Luent Fay in Igpe Atten Lay. Good gay. El Dunway. No, that's wrong. Danka. <laughs> 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 so i did have something very exciting happen yesterday you touched the innominate and it exploded oh okay uh even better i purchased taylor swift tickets oh what which era is your favorite era oh so i took a quiz on this apparently it's reputation <laughs> not surprised yeah, yeah, that tracks. Snake emoji. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So what one are you going to? So I don't know if you know, it's actually really, really hard to get tickets to these concerts. And if you don't get them immediately through Ticketmaster, then the resale value is very, very high in America. <gasps> so you're going to a different continent. Yes. I found Which happens- four tickets, like right, like floor right by the stage, for three hundred bucks, which is amazing. In Rio de Janeiro. Oh, <laughs> oh. that's going to be a party. Yeah, it'll be fun. So, who is going with you? So, actually, the other nocturnist, uh, APP, is going, uh, and he's Brazilian. <laughs> Which is good because I was like, I I don't want to typecast myself, but um, pretty sure I'd be kidnapped. Like Brazil is the most dangerous country in the world, uh, so he is going to be my bodyguard. And what was great is he has this accent, so the whole time we're like looking up tickets, he does not know or necessarily appreciate Taylor Swift. I think I still think he'll have fun, but he didn't know any of this, so he kept reading the names of these packages out loud, and with his accent, he would. Karma is my, that is not a Brazilian accent at all. I don't know what that was about to come out. But you can, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you can imagine what him reading all of these song titles that are the VIP packages in his accent and having no idea what he was saying. It was priceless. So I think Try again. I got to know. Yeah. Do it again. It was coming out as though I worked at a quickie mart. And I don't know if I should say any more than that because whatever is not going to be politically correct. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to say... Very correct, very PC podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're known for. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think what I'm dying to know, now that I know that you're going to Rio, is are you going to get any random plastic surgery procedures? No, and apparently, like, I heard about this, like, Brazilian butt lift, but that's not a thing in Brazil. Oh, no, because they just stuff, like, chicken thighs in there. Yeah. I don't know. Because I, I, that was my first comment that I made was like, wait, so that's where everybody goes to get these Brazilian butt lifts. 
but it's not. That's not what they do at all. They go to Mexico and then they get infections. But I think in Brazil, they like actually implant real medical grade things into you wherever you want. Oh. Uh, if you could well, implant I... anything anywhere, what would you get? Oh, this is a good question. I thought so. This is hard nice hitting journalism. Have, like... So this, oh, here, fast fact. Uh, you know how <laughs> dolphins can turn off half their brain so that they're never actually asleep? Yeah. So they're awake all the time. That's what I would like to do. I would like to figure out what I can implant so that I can be awake all the time without ever having to sleep. And I could sleep half my brain at a time. What if we so just give you like a like, corpus callosotomy? But then that, that would not, I would just be there. I need to be, I need a functional, I need to be completely functional. So if I just had two heads, maybe I could have one sleep and the other be awake. This is actually so like probably a, a million dollar idea in the future. So you want a second head? Yeah. And I'd always have somebody to talk to, like run ideas off of, um, you know, we could take turns sleeping. Well, and then I'm like, what if I fell in love with them? Like, then is that incest? <laughs> <laughs> No, I really, I don't know what that would be. And I mean, or is that just self-pleasure at that point? You have multiple personalities or would that be okay since it's two separate brains? I have a question about the second head. So is this someone else? Were they grown in a lab? Like who, what was, where did the second head come from? Does it look like you? Is it a completely different head? Is it a donor situation? I would think it would be a donor because uh, you can't like 3D print it. Right. It seems like a young Frankenstein situation that is appears to be freaking Gia out. And so I just, <laughs> I need to make sure she's emotionally okay right now. Um, well, I think she's like, this actually has some potential to be a very good idea in the future. Oh, she's already working it up, I'm sure. But I, I just need to make sure that her wellness book. is covered. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. As a also a night shifter, Gia is like, hey, I know how I'm going to use my hour this week. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. That's a billion dollar idea right there. You're welcome. <laughs> you know who this. could probably help you with this? Those guys that did the Ocean Gate sub. Oh, Aww. yeah. That, that sounds promising. Yeah. <laughs> that sucker's just going to collapse next to you. You'll just feel something wet on the side of your face. It's just the blood spattering out. Well, it's too soon. I'm sorry, guys. Aww. Didn't lay well. Sorry. All right, Gia. Gia, okay? if you could have any implant, what would you get? Gia's perfect I mean, I the way like, she is. I like the. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um,. I like the brain idea, but I think if I was never slept, like sometimes I like sleeping because then I get a break from myself, from my brain. Um, yeah, especially when you've been up for too long. Um, maybe a second stomach. Oh. oh. Like inside or like a portable, like, like a put portable it in there. Thing. A portable oh, I like type that. thing. 
Wait, why? I, like that. I need more explanation as to why you need a second stomach. Because, like, you know how, like, if you're at a party and you want to eat everything, but you don't have room for everything. Mm-hmm. Is boot and, and rally not a thing anymore? And you don't want to feel terrible. <laughs> so, if you had more room... Do you know how many then... people get procedures to make less room? <laughs> oh, we do, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's I why I always wanted an elective peg. I just wanted to, like, put it open to drain and just, like, you know... <laughs> Yes. It's, like a, it's a functional yeah. bulimia and you get to keep your teeth yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what it is okay I'll let you guys have a minute just to nerd out about Star Wars ready set go what are we supposed to do just silent just silent like think about what we like about it Okay, so what I haven't told you about Paul is that his Crocs are bedazzled with Star Wars references. We have, I mean, a lot of Baby Yoda. There's also a picture that I cannot get right now of him dressed up on May the 4th at work with a lightsaber. They probably loved it. Patients are bored. Be honest, if somebody's waking you every hour and saying, where are you? What's your name? At some point, don't you want somebody to walk in with a lightsaber? I mean, they'll <laughs> see it anyway eventually after another Q, enough Q1 checks. Yeah, exactly. At least mm. entertain them. Like, I saw I'll take a happy delirium any day. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did any of you grow up Catholic? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So every time somebody says May the 4th, in my head, for some reason, it sounds like they're saying, like, may the fourth be with you. And I'm always like, and also with you. Always. <laughs> yes, that's how I respond. Yeah. Every time. And then do you want to be like, here, I'll take one of those weird wafer crackers that has no taste, but I think it's probably full of gluten. Yeah, it was. It should be a Necco wafer and it should be tasty, but it's not. It tastes like what I imagine styrofoam would taste like. Yeah. It's like those noodles sometimes you get that like look like it could be crispy and delicious, but they're at the bottom of like, you've never seen these. I'm an a noodle like- uh, I live a noodle existence. Maya. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what I think that sometimes would You got like the giant piece of the giant host and then you were like, how do I eat this? It's like two centimeters thick. Like what is happening? Yeah. Well, and it's kind of cannibalistic you if wine? you think about the whole, like, yeah, that's what I loved about being a Catholic is the wine. I'm like eight years I old came drinking to that- wine. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> See, this about. is why I did not think that I just, I, it's going to sound terrible. I was not like, oh, yes, Maya is a prolific author. I was like, Maya is down to party and I love this woman. <laughs> like, She's super fun and she's super smart. It was not like, it was like Maya knows what's up, not <laughs> Maya's going to write what's up. <laughs> but that's why I love you. You're well, multifaceted you things, you know. But I can't I wait have... to the wine party as a Catholic. So I, now I'm making up for it. Well, now it all makes sense. The conference, the amount of wine that may have been consumed makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? We were preconditioned. Actually a religious thing. Religion. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, and we were also lassoed. So, 
Yeah, lassoing is important. Mm -hmm. What do you keep telling me, Sarah, whenever I tell you we should go somewhere? I only have a certain amount of time that I can be away from the University of Northern South Dakota. It's because you keep trying to get... Approximately 365 days a year. (laughs) (laughs) Someone just keeps trying to have me use all my free time to go to conferences when there's a whole big world out there. Yeah, uh, like Rio. Like Rio. Yeah. Even though it's amazing how much stuff you can fit in a day. Did I tell you I went back to I thought you were going to say a backpack, and I was going to be like, Maya, what else are you bringing to Rio? You don't need to bring anything other than a credit card and a passport, I guess. Yeah. I got stuck in the Dominican Republic because my friend lost her passport there. That was fun. (laughs) I have stories that can go on a long time. Is everyone ready to round robin then? Yeah. Let's go. Slowly. Okay. So all of the questions that I will be asking will require a one word answer. So how about I read the question and Sarah chooses the victim? I mean, willing participant. Ready? Set? Go. What Next. animal would you be in another life? Gia. Definitely a giraffe. Oh, now I want to know more. Why? So when I was in high school, that's what people used to call me because I was really tall. And then I kind of thought about it and I was like, okay, it works. How tall are you? I'm not that tall. I'm 5'8". But when I was in in like high school, I was way taller than everyone else. Did you say five feet? 5'8". Oh, 5'8". Okay, I was like... Where did you but go to work, high school? <laughs> at work, people think at work people think I'm tall too because I wear pants. I have a follow up too, <laughs> Maya. Would a giraffe be your optimal animal to do a trach on? No. <laughs> yeah, where's really? the stone? Why? I mean, you would have to you go have all the so way down options. here. I would think you would still go like. Because if you put it way up at the, like, where you normally go, like, by the second ring, like, between the first and second ring, look how long of a trach you would have to do. We don't have them that long. Like, an XLT is not going to cut it. We can make Mm. Triple X. If we can 3D print another head for you, we can do this. (laughs) There it is. PVC (laughs) pipe, and we can do this. Oh, PVC pipe might work. Like, an extension. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say when you answer the phone? Maya. Cheerio. Do you really? No. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to test this theory out this week. <laughs> what subject would you be okay never learning about again? Scrotums. <laughs> but did that mean okay. that did you say you, meth you or math? I think to your answer, Sarah, it's math with an A, not mess with an E. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard to get those concentrations right, mixing the Drano with the Sudafed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Science is fun, kids. (laughs) 
would you rather be in your dream relationship or in your dream job? Maya. Uh, probably relationship. All the jobs are pretty much the same. Mm. The job Sleep is with the socks job. on or socks off? Sylvia. Oh, oh follow up, follow up, follow up. Uh, if you're doing other activities in bed, do you keep your socks on or off? They're business socks at that point, Maya. You leave them on and commit. And suspenders. <laughs> You're the one that asked these questions, Paul. You did the are you a serial killer assessment. And one of them was if you slept with socks. And I'm not saying that Sylvia is a serial killer. I'm not saying it. Oh, I'm sorry. It was another sock question. I apologize. Uh but as we all know, you must sock sock shoo shoo, not sock shoo sock shoo. I concur. Yeah. Oh, we also have asked this one before, but we will ask it once again. Do you fold your pizza? And this is to the group. I eat my pizza with a fork and a knife. I don't like finger food. Paul married someone that does that. <laughs> I don't want my fingers to get dirty. I'll cut your throat, oh. but I don't want to hold pizza. <laughs> oh, see, Maya, you know where your hands have been as a nurse, right? Yeah, that's why You've I touched scrotums. Them. No, I have never touched a scrotum. Don't say that's that. That's a lie, and you know it. <laughs> that's a lie. You've, you've totally sack tapped those people just to get the poop off. You've made a, no. a hammock. <laughs> no, I've never touched a scrotum. I'm going to die never having touched a scrotum and being so happy about it. <laughs> I'm just it picturing all your patients with like all sorts of bat. things down there. Like, doesn't it look like something a cat would play with and bat? Like, okay, Gia like, and Sylvia, do you fold your pizza? No, sometimes like at the end, I feel like if like all the toppings are falling off and i'm down to like one more bite but not like okay. from the start i don't like go in and just like go for it with the fold do you like or a dangle nibbler no sometimes i eat the crust first oh <laughs> i knew that was gonna get dirty. get dirty sometimes sometimes i eat the crust first um like a stuffed but, crust first or just no, a plain crust regular i like the crust a lot if it's good it crust, doesn't even make sense Try it. Do you also do that with like your buffalo wings too? Do you sit there with like a little <laughs> knife and fork and just peel away the skin? I don't put anything with bones in my mouth. <laughs> well, you're missing out, girl. <laughs> Getting educational. Hi, kids. We're slaying. <laughs> you are slaying, Maya Lynn. Diet tips oh. with Auntie Maya. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Controlled chaos. Obviously. Controlled chaos. Uh, let's see. What else we got? If you could make up a holiday, what would it be named? What word do you absolutely hate? Sarah, you're supposed to pick people, unless you want to answer this one. Sorry, I got, like, I was just trying Excited. to think of the word I hate most, because there was one the other day that someone said, and I, like, gagged a little. I was like, oh, it takes a lot to get me there, too. No, yeah, I don't do just, it. So why do people dislike the word moist so much? It's just I don't know. I'm okay with it. 
Oh, okay. But people really don't like that word. Gia? Sylvia? Paul? Thoughts? <laughs> oh, Sylvia. Bye, Sylvia. Bye, Sylvia. Bye, Thanks bye. for coming in. I hate the word goodbye. <laughs> oh. Okay, here's our last one. <clears throat> what would your secret spy name be? I know what yours is. Maya. How do you know it? If it's secret. Octopussy. That's too similar to Octomom. Makes it sound like I have eight cats. <laughs> it's a situation I'd need a Claritin for. Um. <laughs> More than one, perhaps. I don't even... What goes into a spy name? So I was trying to think, like, I can think up, like, think porn names and drag queen names all day, but, like, yeah. spy names are hard. Give us one of those. Give us one of what? One of your porn or drag names. Oh, I mean, there's so many things. I just... Give me a topic. Put it in your mouth. I know. Oh, don't worry, guys. I have a spy name generator. I just have to put in whatever the name I'm seeing here. Let's see. Agent Danger. Oh! Sergi Screeple. What? This is a really mm, no. interesting generator. <laughs> Belgian Butcher. Oh, these sound oh, like that's Paul. names. Yeah. Or like some type of murderer. Oh, Edger Raven. Do you really want your first name to be Edger? Well, that was a bad one. Should I do a different one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If your life was a country song, what would it be titled? Do any of you guys listen to country? Okay, wrong one. Sorry. Um, here we go. Know your audience. What gentle animal are you secretly terrified of? Whales. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good. That is a good yeah. one. I don't know why. Ever since I was little, like, I can see, like, cartoon whales, but, like, real-life whales or pictures of, like, actual whales really freaks me out. Especially, like, mm. big ones. Well, especially now with, like, all the killer whales taking down those yachts and stuff. They're like, we're with they're the proletariat. Do they keep taking down rich people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah. It's not so a that's funny because I love whales, but I'm a little bit afraid of dolphins because they're – I have a genuine small fear – that they will try to mate with me because they're the only other species that mates for pleasure. And if you YouTube this, there are all these dolphins that are trying to mate with women out there. So if you're in the water, they'll just come up and start trying to like dolphin do you. You know, you're thinking pretty highly of yourself. You're like, obviously I can't go in the ocean because the dolphins are going to choose me. <laughs> well, it's kind of a thing. Like, Google this. <laughs> I mean, you want to name me octopussy so like, <laughs> that's why the dolphins are into you <laughs> do you have like a special dolphin perfume like sex panther it's like <laughs> well they're pheromones so you can't actually smell them they're just kind of there but yeah maybe it is pheromone related so you have fancy dolphin pheromones is what i'm hearing i don't fancy them 
I'm afraid that they'll fancy me. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, you you exude dolphin pheromones. Yes. I think it's maybe it's not just that. Maybe it's all mammals. But just got that animal magnetism. Like, please look at this. This is a real thing. People do not know. They're savage. Like, swim with the dolphins? Mm. Some type of human dolphin hybrid in the future. There's a cartoon that has a human dolphin hybrid on it, and it's pretty funny. Like, who knows? (laughs) It's on Netflix. Obviously, highly based in science. It's called Deep State. It's really great. It's like Rick and Morty, but better. I mean, Deep State, that would work for this whole analogy. Uh, It totally (laughs) would. (laughs) (laughs) We've already talked about Maya's Deep State, her South Virginia there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's your spy name. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I like that. Why are we talking about prostates? No. Everything goes back there. (laughs) That's what she said, Maya. But that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, this is divulging right now. (laughs) Yeah. Still, my favorite was a resident who told me that as he was doing an exam on one of the live models, she's like, well, it should feel like the tip of your nose. And he's like, well, I can't touch that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't thinking about those parts. I'm sorry, guys. Well, get with the times here. She is like, know. I'm out. <laughs> she is going to bed. Yeah. Aww. So in closing... Amy and I would like to thank each of you beautiful people for joining us and participating in our wonderful book club review of the amazingly literate and profound author Maya Lynchheath. Maya, thanks for coming on this ridiculous endeavor with us. Thank you. Oh yeah, hashtag deep state. I'm going to start using that. (laughs) I love it.